Whether you keep them in your home or love to see them in theirs, these are the creatures that bring us all together. Reptiles. Reptiles. We're going to be delving into the experiences of reptile lovers from around the block and around the world. This is the Reptile Talk Podcast. Boom! What's going on, everybody? This is Jeremy Turgeon from Brassman Reptiles. And I'm Robin. I'm creeping it real. And Rob is here! What's what is good? up? I'm not, I'm not prepared. Give me a moment. It's been a hot minute since we've recorded <laughs> in the same room. It's true. And I think that last time we did this, we had lots of technical difficulties. Also, probably true. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, if you're listening to this uh, on the audio... Just know that I am picking up a mic soon, and I will have an interface, and so I will have better sound quality than I have previously had in the past. Hey. Yeah, if you've stuck with us this long, then you you're are a, a trooper. Yeah, you're a champ, <laughs> and uh, it's it's just going to get better from here. That's all. It's, it's like true. If you listen to the guys on NPR, they're always like, don't listen to the first 100 episodes. That was like, we were just getting That's, our groove. We're there. And then, yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're pretty much right there, too. We're right there. We're, we're, we're working yeah. on it. We're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> it's all good. Oh man, dude! It's so good to have you here, man. It's fantastic. We've just been chatting and looking been. at snakes and true. and talking about projects and all sorts of fun stuff. And black box cages and black box cages, dude. Those are crisp. They're so nice. Yeah, they're pretty so nice. nice. They're pretty nice. Yeah, because I I've seen black box cages at expos at one of the show me shows that I went to, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, oh, I mean, these look nice. And then actually getting to see them set up and in use and see how the animals like them and everything. I dig it. I'm with yeah. it. I'm here for it. I was so happy that all those Amazons were actually out. <laughs> Not <laughs> hiding. Earlier today, there there was like one, like sort of peeking out from the back. Like, why am I here? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, we just we just came back up from down there, and and there's like probably five or six of them that were just like out perched, and I was like, oh, thank God, okay. <laughs> uh, but heck yeah, shout out to black box cages. We love them. Yeah, we love to see it. We love to see it. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so as always, guys, uh, if you want to drop us a super chat, uh, we'll highlight your comment and uh, talk about whatever it is that you've decided to super chat us about. It just means I have to awkwardly stretch over to my laptop, but. Uh, yeah, we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. <laughs> we always do. So, oh man. So, uh, I I guess today we're just kind of hanging and just just talking about random random stuff. We we were talking about kind of what's going on for breeding seasons this year, and uh, Rob and I are both on the cusp of getting our first clutches yeah. for the year, which I think we're both pretty stoked about. I'm excited. It, this is um not the first time that I've bred carpet pythons but I've, I've done that a couple times now but um i should my ocelot jungle jag female the one that everyone goes goo goo gaga over uh <laughs> she will be uh dropping eggs here shortly it's funny because i have had her since she was a little baby i actually hatched her out um when i was working with jason up in maine <clears throat> and uh you know one of my friends bought her and then i got her back from them and uh i've been just raising her and I don't know why I look at her and I'm like, oh, she's too small to breed. Cause I don't know. I'm just used to seeing like 
bigger carpet pythons and yeah. shit. Like, I don't know why. Just, Meanwhile, I'm over here like, yeah, it's 1,600 grams. It's technically ready to go. I don't know what the gram weight is. I just, <laughs> but I was just like, oh, man, like, she's got to be old enough to breed now. And I'm like thinking about what year she hatched out. And I was like, oh, she hatched out the year that I moved. It was 2016. And I was like, oh, my God, she's six years old. And I've never bred her before. <laughs> and I was like, oh, she's that means that she should be good and ready to breed. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And the, the male jungle that I put to her is just like, he's kind of darker colored. So I'm like, Oh man, maybe I'll make some cool looking babies in there. Oh, and yeah. uh, he For was more right on it. He went right on it. No, well, no, I, I, <laughs> I'm conflicted with that because the carpets are not really my thing. So I don't have this strong need to hold them back. Um, I held back some babies from the IJs. And so I, I just really, I liked watching, watching those grow. And I like the IJ in general, like even before I was got jungles or anything like that, I was just like, man, I really like the way the IJs look. So the reason those babies, I was just like, I like them. They're, they're cool. And then the jungles, I'm not, I don't have a strong pull for the jungles that much. So I'm just like, eh, if, if I, see one that really stands out to me i'll keep it but my plan with the jungle clutch is to uh not sell any of them until they're a year and a half old and just hold all of them back that sounds like a hold back to no, me, no 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 because they don't start showing their color until they're like a year or a year and a half old so it's really hard to sell baby jungle carpet pythons because people look at them and they're like why is that brown how come it's not yellow like the bigger ones i'm like just wait it will be like that you just need to have patience and people don't have patience so instead (laughs) of trying to sell it while it's brown and ugly i'll just wait until they're yellow and then once they're yellow be like hey look you wanted a black and yellow snake there's a black and yellow snake (laughs) you know i spend a little bit more time raising them but who cares like People get a snake they like, and uh, I will be able to stare at them and see how they change because I don't know as much about carpets as I do a lot of the other stuff that I work with. Fair so enough. So she should be the first one to go. Um, like I said, she's six years old. She's never had her clutch. Who knows? It could be all junk. She's sitting like could they're going to be good, though. Yeah. And then my, um, my West Poplin ovulated out of nowhere. Uh, she was paired up with um, the – IJ Jag male that I got from you, the one that's got like mm-hmm. a crazy Heck stripe yeah. all the way yes. down. Them. I can't wait to see those babies. So those babies should be pretty cool. I think that the offspring that are not jaguars, I will probably send to someone who's got king cobras or something, because um, I don't want crosses to end up in the hobby just mixed in there and people mistake them for pure IJs. Oh, will yeah, will <laughs> hey, if you are looking for a little itty bitty. Uh, Carpet pythons to feed your kings. I'll have you hooked up. <laughs> um, and then the jags, I don't know. I i don't know what to look for in those. So I'll just be like, oh, that one looks cool. I might yeah. hold back one of those just to see how it matures. But I, knew. I don't really feel like I'm going to hold back much from that. <laughs> and then the Borneo clutch. I'm not going to yeah. talk about the Borneo clutch. I'll yeah. just Because I don't, I re- literally have no idea what is going to pop out of this Borneo clutch. So That's true. Uh, <laughs> there's Ultra in there. There's Stripe in there. There's other stuff in there too. There's and a lot of potential. There's a lot of potential, <laughs> but I'm not like getting hyped over it until I see what comes out. Because I don't know. I, I, it could be cool. It could be boring. So I don't know. Whatever. We'll find out. And then I got a blood python who I've been pairing up, and we'll see if she goes. She's thick, but I I, I didn't really feel big follicles in her, so yeah. whatever. If she goes, she goes. If she doesn't, she doesn't. She's four years old now, so she's big enough to go. But yeah, whatever. We shall see. So before before we we continue, this this will just primarily be for the for the YouTube viewers. I want you to read Jen Davis's comment 
there. I don't want to highlight it, but <laughs> hey, he she knows. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm glad that you caught that because I told Jeremy about that and he almost died. <laughs> I I did. <laughs> I think I told Jen about it. And okay. then she looked in her phone mm-hmm. and was like, <laughs> <laughs> She's like, Rob can hang. She yeah. knows. She knows yeah, apparently, literally. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, no. boy. And so I, 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 most of the babies that I wanted to sell from my 2021 born was sold already. I think I've got one or two that I'm like, uh, if you sell, you sell. If you don't, you don't. I got one male that I know I have to sell, but he's been like kind of picky eating the last couple of weeks. So I'm not really um, f- pushing on selling him. And then I got a super striped male that if he doesn't sell, I don't care. He's, he's, he's literally got a full stripe from the back of his head all the way down to the tip of his tail. It's like an unbroken stripe. So I'm like, if he hangs around, oh no, I have to keep a fully striped Borneo. This is so <laughs> sad. Like, I'll keep Terrible. him. I don't care. Terrible. But uh, <laughs> I kept back, I think, eight or nine Borneos. And then I think you got one. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, smoke. Uh, I just, I, these, the babies from that clutch are just amazing. Insane. They're so yeah. cool. And as they're getting bigger, I'm just like, oh. And they haven't, I don't even think any of them have their first shed yet, which is stupid. Crazy. But. Yeah. That uh, there's one that you, one of them that you posted recently that's just got the yellow head. Oh, that's number eleven. I'm just going to call him number, number 11. eleven. Dude, that thing is freaking. Eleven is my favorite number. So nuts. I was just like, I literally did that because I like the number eleven. But I've just been calling him number eleven. He's crazy because he's like yellow, reduced amount of black, but the black yep. that's on him is dark black, and then his head is neon orange. He's just like it's a, insane. It's bonkers. When he's four feet long, he's going to look ridiculous. He's yeah. just crazy. Oh, hundred percent. He's, he's super chill too. So I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna take him out. Oh, you are just amazing. Heck yeah, I'm I'm ex- I'm excited for these Borneo clutches that I have coming up, but also horrified at the potential number of holdbacks that we'll have. Oh yeah, I, don't uh, worry, I got some racks. Okay, I, don't, I was gonna I say I don't know if you will have rack space, Rob. <laughs> like I said, just a baker's rack on cast. No, don't you dare. <laughs> No, <laughs> I do. I reptile basics is about an hour from here and from me. Yes, yeah. So I can just drive there and pick up some racks. True. I emailed them and I was like, "Hey, I want to come out and check out your facility because on their website they're like, if you are local, you can come pick up stuff and tour the facility." And I was like, "I want to check out reptile basics. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool." So I emailed them a couple months ago and I was like, "Hey, I want to come check out your facility." They're like, "Oh, like Christmas time is kind of busy for us." I was like. Fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. For um, sure. but uh I'd be a cool little field trip. I am going to take a field trip there. Oh, dude, you know what would be cool to do? Hmm. Carolina Herb Society trip to Reptile Basics. Boom, the shameless plug. Plug, plug. <laughs> I'm not even gonna talk about it. But <laughs> uh dude, I just thought about that right now. That would be such that would an awesome be really trip because they make a lot of useful, you know, they do heat tape, they do heat panels, they make racks and cages now. Mm-hmm. And uh they just started doing a lot of that stuff. We'll say that their racks are heavy as they're so fucking heavy, dude. <laughs> they're so heavy. I mean, they're they're good, but oh my goodness, they're heavy. Apparently, they're right around the corner from Liming. So really, yeah. Oh, yes, uh, they're about an hour from me. So I, which I, makes sense. Limey, I will text you when I'm on my way out there, and uh, maybe I can give you a quick fondle or something. 
<laughs> I wasn't sure what you were going to say. Take him out for a beer? What? Well, I, was gonna I knew it wasn't going to be take, take him, him out, out for a beer. That would be what I lunch. would say. Yeah. But uh, a quick fondle is, is pretty accurate. That's how you get Limey to come out from underneath his rock. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's true, though. It's so true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So yeah, I I I uh, I reached out to them. I was like, hey, I want to come check out your facility, and so um, I'm gonna have to reach out to them and email them again and see what's up. I was like, hey, are you hiring? This is before I got my job. I was like, are you guys hiring right now? I'll work for Ethel Basics. Right, weird TikTok videos about (laughs) about heat panels. (laughs) See this giant black thing right here? You put this on top of your of your cage on the inside, and it heats the thing. Yeah. Then you there you go. There you go. TikTok. Boom. Boom. Done. Done. Forget about it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man i I have to show you (laughs) Uh some very obnoxious New York Italian stuff. That I oh, did with boy. John at Sim Container again. Wait, is it from Daytona or no. from more recently? From more recently. Oh no. <laughs> it's it's I think it's the only way that John and I communicate with each other now. Okay. He posted a toke gecko that was like hanging very oddly on the side of its cage. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Hey, how'd you get that leopard gecko thingy to stick to the wall guy? They're not supposed to no. stick to the wall. What you have that walk through that Gerber baby food? Now it's stuck and now now it's not supposed to be there, so you got to hand feed it because it's stuck. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know how you hand feed toke geckos? You put your hand in <laughs> your the cage, in the and cage. you fed the toke gecko. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, gosh. But, Limey is telling you to hit him up later. Yes. He knows Rich really well. Sweet. Hell, yeah. Um, So I am... I'm looking forward to that. And then also, I've been starting to see reptile coming out of winter sleep, which yes. is so nice. I've seen Spinny and Knowles, and I'm starting to see skinks. And uh, we've been finding some snakes here and there. So I'm like, heck yeah. Heck Animal yeah. Con, I don't know where that is. It's going to be in Florida. Is it? Yeah, it's going to be, uh, I think it's the week after Daytona, the oh. weekend after Daytona. Probably not. I'll probably be working. Um, I'll be in Florida for Daytona. I will yep. be at the Daytona Same. Expo this year. And then I'm trying to make the Tinley Park October. I'm sorry. I'm not trying. I'm going to make Tinley Park in October happen. Yes. I'm going to be there. Um, I'm not. The March one is just not in the it's cards for me. Nope. Um, but the October one definitely is. And so Daytona. I'm going to not try to swim with sharks this time. And then um, <laughs> October, Tinley, I'll be doing that. Uh, I'm also trying to coordinate a Arizona herping trip uh, oh. for this summer. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Tell me more. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to give away too much. Okay. Tell me more off camera. <laughs> um, but uh, there'll be a Arizona herping trip coming up for me in the not so distant future. Heck yeah, love that. That Arizona is like it draws my spirit every time. Like when I was a kid, and people were like, "You can go anywhere in the world. Where do you go?" I was like, "Arizona. That's the place I need to be. Arizona, 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 Arizona." <laughs> and then um, uh, Kristen, my partner, she lived in Arizona for like a long time, and she's like, "I love Arizona." And I was like, "Well, retirement 
is calling <laughs> Arizona for us. So like that yep. is that's eventually where we're going to end up, I think. Heck yeah. And uh, it's crazy. Did you know that if you get an Arizona license, like a your driver's, driver's license, license in Arizona, yeah. it does not expire for 40 years? What's all around you, almost everywhere you look, and makes your life better? Birds. Learn all about these beautiful creatures in this wonderful new podcast called Birds of a Feather Talk Together. Two experts guide two newbies on their journey to learn more. Mallard ducks, ivory-billed woodpeckers, Hawaiian honeycreepers, blue jays, cardinals, sandhill cranes, and more. Each week we discuss a different bird and walk away with a better understanding of the birds all around us. Oh, and we have a ton of fun doing it. Listen now. You're going to like learning about these birds. I guarantee it. That's because that's because when you go to Arizona, you're getting ready to retire. There's nothing left. <laughs> nothing left. They're like, we don't want to see dead. you here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Again. It's, it's a one, one-time stop. <laughs> yeah, for real. She <laughs> showed insane, me. Though. I thought it was a joke, and she's like, no, look. And she showed me her license from Arizona, and it does not expire for another 35 years and i was That's like insane what yeah it's crazy damn the r the, the dmv is just like we don't ever get out of here yeah. just get out of here <laughs> don't want to have to talk to you until it's time to re-register your car <laughs> <laughs> once right. we, once we know you know how to drive that's it though that's it that's it you're good one and done you're good <laughs> that's it's interesting i wonder if there's any state like that yeah, has that long of a time i don't know i think mm-hmm. north carolina is like five years before you get I think it was like four or five years yeah yeah, yeah. Bum, bum, bum. so wait for me what eggs are you expecting this year oh so many eggs <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i've got uh one potentially two now after having you look at mm-hmm. that, that other, other girl borneo. uh yeah so two borneo clutches those mm-hmm. should be the first clutches that hit the ground really um so i'm super stoked about that because it'll be the first time i've ever bred borneos mm. uh, so i'm super stoked about that and that was a white wall ocelot to a stripe vpi ultra and uh g stripe posset ocelot to a super stripe posset ocelot so very excited for what's in there also very nervous for again the number of holdbacks that i'm gonna have oh yeah <laughs> um, oh, i'm yeah. All, i already know there will be a few we don't need to talk about it right now though <laughs> Um, then, uh, right after that will be some ball pythons. Uh, I've got an Enchi, uh, Enchi new gene het clown, um, that was bred to, uh, I think that girl was bred to the champagne Enchi leopard het clown. So maybe some super Enchi champagne clown stuff. Yes. I am here for that. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty stoked about that. That'll be the first ball python, the smaller female, probably only going to be like four or five eggs, but, um, still some good potential there. Uh, and then after that, we'll actually be a clutch of jungles. because um, I just had one of my normal jungle girls go through a pre lit shed and she was just to a really nice, normal male, so some good quality, normal, pure jungles. Please. Um, so that'd be good. And then, uh, more back ball pythons. I've got a lot of heck clown stuff going on this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that'll be cool. Uh, hopefully, a lot of hidden genome clown stuff. I've been, uh, Everything's pos fader, dude. Everything you already know, Limey. Everything's at least possible fader. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so we'll do we'll have like some pastel clown stuff, some lemon blast clown stuff, a lot of hidden gene woma, 
clown stuff, a lot of Enchi and Black Pastel clown and Heck clown stuff as well. Um, so it should be it should be a decent year for ball pythons. I think I've I've had six or so ovulations so far, and I would probably get another. I'd say another six to eight ovulations this year. Mm-hmm. This year was really interesting with ball pythons. Uh, you know, obviously moved right before the breeding season with still a, a decent amount of time in between, mm-hmm. but I can definitely see the girls that are just not, they're just not doing anything yeah. this year. Um, so, and then uh, I've been pairing up some brettles pythons. So hopefully we'll have, uh, I think I'm pairing up two or three girls for the brettles this year. So, Hell yeah. Um, the world needs more brettles. hundred percent. hundred percent. So we'll have some, uh, if, if they all go, of course, uh, we'll have some genetic stripes and het genetic stripes, uh, some stonewash stuff and some pure hundred percent blood hypos, um, which I'm super, super stoked about those. The hypo mm-hmm. stuff really just gets me going. Mm-hmm. Um, and then next year I'm super stoked because I'll have uh, some double het, stonewashed genetic stripes damn i remember when you got those yeah so i'm very excited for that pair um the male is pretty much ready to go the female needs just that one more year Mm -hmm. um and and she should be good to go so i'm super stoked about that pairing and i think that's about it everything else needs another year all the colubers need one more year and yeah all, all that stuff i'm gonna y'all the, next year's gonna be bonkers there's gonna be so many snakes <laughs> so next year my snakes. my quality of snake like i make nice snakes next year oh my goodness it's gonna be ridiculous <laughs> and also i want to point out this is this is just me tooting my own horn right now mm. i think well i shouldn't say everything because that last blood python hasn't cycled but everything i bred this year went and if that blood python goes then literally everything that i paired up this year went and then the the scrubs i usually don't see action from until april April. or may or something or whatever the last two times that i tried pairing them up um or like the last times i tried breeding them they didn't do anything all through january february march when i paired stuff it wasn't until april or may when they actually started doing something so I, i might try and breed um janet this year it really depends the male you yeah, sometimes he sees interested most of the time he doesn't see it. Yeah. So oh uh, I'll wait for that April May. I'll have Amazon's true too, hopefully. Some Amazon tree boa litters. Woohoo! Hell yeah. I'm stoked. We got Carnage is uh is paired up in my buddy Brandon's place mm, uh with his really that crazy nice high red bicolor um female who uh there he also has the sister to that female that uh, he's breeding with and they're they've thrown calico and red calico Damn. stuff in the past so it's in the lineage so that only makes me that much happier to know that at least it floats around in the dna a little bit yeah uh and then uh hellboy has been paired up with my only yellow girl um i just call her sunshine because she's yellow <laughs> i'm not i'm not very creative with names sorry uh but hellboy and sunshine yeah <laughs> hellfire babies yeah like. exactly that's probably what they'll all be called just the hell this is the hellfire litter yeah um that'll be cool that that female's a little on the smaller side so i'm not expecting a huge litter but she's hella thick mm. right now and uh, and she's slamming food like a monster so yeah she's definitely working in the right direction and, and that's the those are the only two amazon pairings i'm doing this year um all the other girls they they didn't really look like they were going in that direction so mm. i'm like ah, one more year a lot of them are younger and smaller so it's like ah, one more year 
into them it's not gonna not gonna kill them this way yeah. they're even better for the next season so. yeah dude the the this is my for well yeah this is the first year in two years that i haven't produced the black trait borneo stuff so this mm-hmm. season is gonna be the first time i'm not um but i gave most of my girls this season off like i have the uh, the spooky girl, the black trait head ultra. She went the last two years. I gave her this year off. The marble girl, I went had her go the last two years, um, and then I given her this year off. Uh, the granite stripe head ultra that's going this year, I gave her last year off. And uh, the IJ, this is her second year, so she'll get mm-hmm. next year off. And then the IJ jag, the IJ jungle jag. She uh, no, sorry. Ocelot Jungle Jag. Yes, like, there we go. <laughs> the Ocelot Jungle Jag. She. Um, this is her first time breeding. So heck yeah. Uh, I'm trying to get a cycle of you know have some females get time off and then work with yes. some of the stuff that I got going. But next season, black trait females should be ready to go. Mocha males should be ready to go. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We're about to. It's about we're to go to, down. We're going to fuck some shit up. Yeah. Yeah. Next season. <laughs> Rob's going to need more holdback racks. I, I do. Because <laughs> I don't want to let go hardly any of those. Because yeah. that black trait head mocha stuff is going to be bonkers. Yeah. It's going to be so nice. And then the black trait, the double visual, the black trait with the mocha. With the mocha. Oh, that's going to be nuts. Mm, that's dark be nuts. purple. Hey, and just... all I'm saying is remember. I'm not exactly pushing the mocha granite to go anywhere right away. Yeah, so, you know, I got the five faucet <laughs> females too. So, yes. yes, I got one of them as being picky, and she just is like not eating as much as the other ones. I'm like, what do you really want? Stop it. Stop it. Man, there's always one. I know. There is always, always one. I had a, a bunch of the uh, baby brittles that I produced last year that just were like super hella picky feeders that just mm-hmm. like. It's the only time I've ever struggled with brittles, mm-hmm. getting them on food. Uh, I sent I sent them all down to Casey Cannon. <laughs> it's like I was like, I am very frustrated. You do this, <laughs> and uh, and he's gotten most of them to to eat um, oh, yeah. consistently, which is which is good. So uh, maybe I'll just make those his problem. But anyway. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that was the only time I've ever had problems with uh, with baby brittles eating. Hmm. I had like, I think they were like eight or nine, and they would be like, "Yeah, yeah, we'll eat once." Yeah, and then that's it. Mm. And we're you know still thinner than your pinky finger, so we shouldn't go much longer than a couple weeks without food. But instead, we're gonna go at least six weeks without food. Put them right into hibernation, dude. I'm, I was stressed. I was le- legit stressed, and I happened to run into Casey down in Georgia, and I, I was just like, "Hey, man, listen, I got these Brettles pythons, and I know you got a thing for the red bread, <laughs> the red bread." <laughs> red bread. <laughs> so, uh, you want to help me out here? And he's like, "Yeah, I'll give, I'll give it a shot." So, shout out to you, Casey. Appreciate you, bro. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> I wonder what he used to get him because, like, some of those little arboreal things, you know, scenting with egg or scenting with quail or chicken or whatever can just that little something that they yeah. need to get him going. He, I think he, I think he told me in a, I think we, we, I asked him about it on Facebook. So I'll have to check my messages before you go. I think he tell me we got them started. And I think it was one of those, like, I think it was one of those where I was like, 
oh crap that's like the one thing i didn't do yeah. you know it's like of course i always try and learn uh whatever people are doing uh little tips and tricks to get things to eat because it, i know how frustrating it can be and like one of the ones that i like swear by if anyone breeds hognose snakes and you got picky baby hognose snakes people are like mm. oh use salmon oh use blah 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 uh go to the store get a can of vienna sausages the little tiny canned sausage things dip the head of the pinky in the vienna sausage juice and then give it to them dude when i was breeding hognose snakes my pickiest ones always took that i don't know what it is it, it just makes me think man i wonder how close it tastes to eating a raw frog when you're eating a vienna sausage because these hognose love it. they just go crazy for it but like literally i've had like probably half dozen maybe 10 people reach out to me they're like hey like do you have any like i got picky hognose steaks i'm like vienna sausage do the vienna sausage try it and like 99 percent of them have been like yeah that, that's it that's damn. the thing that got it damn, and damn. even their pickiest ones or males that go off feed for uh for winter Relation. and then they're having a tough time coming back on just sent in with that vienna sausage and boom they're right back on like nothing happened it really makes me concerned for the potential amount of frog it could be in a Vienna sausage. <laughs> I mean, it's a sausage, yeah. But still, uh, yeah. what did what did Limey just say? I always kept, kept a, pet a pet toad. toad. Yep. <laughs> on the pinkies. Hey, the yeah. You gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, pretty much. We never said that this was a glamorous job. Okay. Hey, listen. <laughs> that's exactly right, <laughs> dude. I I was I was talking about uh, what was it? Oh my goodness, I had some picky baby something i don't even remember what it was but the first time that i had to like puree a pinky to, to like syringe Ooh. into something yeah. i was like this pinky pump uh it was something else yep. i literally went and bought like specifically like a mini blender so i didn't have to use like a regular one. Oh my was, god i could not imagine having to be like hey mom yeah where's the bro can i borrow the blender <laughs> My mom yeah, knows better what? than to let me do that. Uh, for what? What do you need it for? Oh, something for the snakes. And then no, it just comes no, in as you're dumping pinky into no. the... <laughs> ah! yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not good. Not yeah. Good. Yeah. Please, please utilize uh, food utensils. I should mention frozen pinkies. Right. Right. Of course. Yeah. People going to freak out. Yeah. yeah. Rob's Evil. blending pinkies. Yeah, no. <laughs> Frozen, frozen. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, man. I, I I lucked out. Most of my Borneos this year ate like very like no hesitation. I got one. I got two, two holdouts. Mm-hmm. Sorry, three. One of them literally, you put the thing up to its nose and it eats it. It just needs that little encouragement. And then I got one that's like, no, I will not eat. And I'm like, you will. <laughs> trust me you will eat okay now you ate like if they if they're not gonna do it i will do it for you and uh i only had one baby this year that like just didn't eat and then stressed itself out to the point of death mm. and of course it was the coolest one in the freaking class always but literally always. It, it would not eat and then they're just force feeding it stressed it out and it just hurt and mm. i was like oh man i did not want that um but all the other ones, all the other ones I picked out for whole bags look awesome. My super black one that I was like, yes, this is the one of the things I was trying to hit. The black trait without the influence or minimal influence from the super stripe. That female is like, she took the first frozen thought 
uh, Hopper like right off the bat, and she has not Heck missed yeah. a meal since. And she's just she's like a full three inches bigger than the rest of them Damn. because she's just like, yes, I will I eat, eat everything. I know? eat. I literally moved her up into the next size tub already because I was like, you are kind of scary. I'm like, you're getting. <laughs> she was a big baby to start out with, and then she just like did not miss a meal, and she's mm-hmm. on it. So she she's uh looking cool and i posted a picture of my instagram story last night i think and uh she's just super dark and not nice orange head and i was like this is what i'm that's that's the goal for me with that project is to make borneos that are dark with the orange head because i just think it looks cool luther i love you what's up dude how you doing man heck yeah super pumped i miss luther luther was working at nerd when i first started there and he used to play with all the monitors with me. He taught Thank me a lot you. about how to read the monitors that Kevin specifically has there. Because I was used to psychopath monitors. <laughs> 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 and and I, I didn't work with a ton of monitors before I worked in there. I had black tree monitors before I worked there. And I had worked with a couple of other species and like had minimal interactions with some other like water monitors and stuff like that. And then from volunteering at Nerd, I had worked with some of his. But Luther really knew a whole bunch of them. And personally knew most of those monitors so you'd be like this one's great this one loves chin scratches uh this one will whip you in the face uh, don't put your face near Wretched. it yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Oof. good times yeah good times okay it is about that time i'm gonna run these uh ad breaks yeah really quickly and we'll be back in just a moment Uno momento Black Box Cages, located in Buford, Georgia, is your one-stop shop for all of your caging and rack needs. Owners Jen and Clint are at the helm of this fantastic company. With one of the shortest lead times in cage and rack manufacturing, Black Box can satisfy anyone's needs. From baby racks to V70s, arboreal and terrestrial caging to deep-fronted bioactive enclosures, you can find everything you need right here. New enclosure sizes and products are added frequently to their availability, so be sure to check back often. Black box cages have tons of customizing options for lighting and heating. Along with that, cages and racks can be stacked with metal stacking dowels, and all cage joints are datoed for improved durability and stability. Most cage units are flat-packed, but are pre-assembled prior to shipping to ensure a solid build every time. The Micro XC18 XT3, BioG, and 3-Stack V70 ship assembled, and all other racks are shipped freight and assembled. The XR16 and XR20 model racks allow keepers to mix and match tubs. Fitting both Vision and Freedom Breeder tubs, you can mix the V15, V18, and V35S tubs, or the FB5, FB8, and FB35CVSC tubs. This kind of flexibility allows keepers to raise their animals from hatchling to juvenile or sub-adult size before needing to upgrade into adult caging. Don't just take our word for it. Go to their website to see countless customer reviews and review videos from keepers all over. To learn more about Black Box Cages, follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Black Box Cages, and of course their website www.blackboxcages.com. Links to their socials and website will be available in the podcast description. The Show Me Reptiles and Exotic Shows are taking the country by storm. 
Dedicated to education, quality, and engagement, you can expect a wonderful experience at a Show Me Show, be it an expo or an educational event. Founders Mickey and Tamara are working tirelessly to not only create memorable expos and educational events, but also to engage in conservation efforts and industry preservation. They are proud U.S. ARC supporters and do a lot to ensure that they spread the word at every show. Find a Show Me Snakes show near you. Shows are hosted in 19 states, from Rhode Island to Florida, Colorado to Texas. There's sure to be one near you. The Show Me Show territory is ever-growing, so if there isn't one by you just yet, hang tight. To find out more info about the Show Me Shows, to book an educational event, or just to learn more in general, make sure you check out their website, showmesnakes.com. All of the links to their socials and, of course, their website will be available in the podcast description. Boom. And we're back. Of course, shout out to both of our wonderful sponsors, Black Box Cages <clears throat> and Show Me Snakes Reptile Shows. We just had uh, Mickey and Tamara on. I love them. They're awesome. They're awesome. They're fantastic. They're great. So if you have a Show Me show near you, make sure you go and go check, check it out. out. Support them. They support US ARC. So make sure you support US ARC. Absolutely. Speaking of US ARC, I'll throw this out there. Yeah, more shit's going down. More shit is going down. It doesn't, it doesn't ever stop. Uh, so um, Connecticut just had uh, an alert go out. Um, for a traveling animal ban again again yeah uh there's one last year basically the same sounds like the same language um i talked to a couple different keepers down there about uh about it and they're like yeah it's pretty much what we dealt with last year so um anybody that wants to uh get involved with that and help with that you know certainly please do go to usarc.org look at the connecticut alert and you can figure out how you can get involved even if it's just sharing the post um just so more people are aware about it is huge i know the new england herp society has already been uh talking about it amongst themselves um it it was shared on their pages pretty pretty quickly Um, and they've got a pretty decent relationship with a lot of fish and wildlife services and and stuff like that in new england so hopefully they've got somebody in in connecticut uh, that they can reach out to directly um quick north carolina update just Mm -hmm. because we're here in North Carolina. Yeah, we probably should talk about that. <laughs> we didn't talk about it last week, so yeah. Um, so uh, we so uh, Wildlife Resources Commission had their vote um, on all of the myriad of stuff that they were talking about, uh, and unfortunately uh, passed all of the wildlife management with uh, no parts. support from the public. Yeah, with no I would support. Like to, it was, I would like to point out. Yeah, there were so for anybody that doesn't know, there was uh, about 471 people that were on that Zoom call back on January 20th or whatever it was. That's a pretty solid number. Mm-hmm. Um I will say there was probably I'll be generous and say that maybe 50 of those people were probably those squirrel hunters and raccoons or whatever. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh but, you know, the vast majority was was most likely reptile people, um, which is awesome. That is absolutely huge. We and appreciate and, everyone uh, showing up. I'm sure that made a few eyebrows raise uh, on the committee and, and uh, with people involved. So that's that's great. Um, so if things got a little hairy uh, right after the vote because the final draft of the rule was not posted right away. Uh, so it was just. They basically put the points up on the screen, vote, no discussion, nothing, just bam, done, passed. 
And uh, so we're like, well, great, we just lost Tegus in North Carolina. Uh, in actuality, we we only lost the black and white, the Argentine black and white Tegu. It also includes the blue Tegu because they are classified the same. Um, so not a total win, also not a total loss. And uh, I think it's important to mention the fact that uh, this is probably the best case outside of not having anything banned at all. Because uh, if we did lose all species of tegus here in North Carolina, it would pretty much be guaranteed that within the year, South Carolina Carolina. would be revisiting their ban on the black and white tegus and be like, well, hey, if this state north, you know, more north than us just banned everything, we probably want to do the same thing down here which is obviously not what needs to happen. So, uh, again, not a total win, but certainly not a total loss, and perhaps in the grand scheme of things, the best-case scenario outside of not having anything banned, period. Yeah. Um, we so. saw the the number breakdown, too, of uh, you know public input for people yes. who are supporting the uh, bans or supporting the rule changes and the people who are not. And... 75% of the people who of the public who voiced their opinion did not support these changes and the board did it anyway. So they basically were like, yeah, we see that the people don't want this, but we're going to do it anyway. Um, so it just shows that they don't really um, take into consideration what, you know, they might have changed the, the Tegu listing, but overall, they had decided what they were going to do. They don't really care what the public says about it. Right. Which is a bummer. It definitely, it definitely is a bummer. So, um, yeah, so we've got that happening, Um, you know, and then now we have our native species importation stuff and um, Phil. That's going to be. Yeah. Phil, Phil sent me an email with, uh, he had gotten a response from, uh, from somebody involved in that stuff with a kind of a breakdown of what we can sort of expect to see. And it, it certainly sounds more of an, I'll have to forward it to you. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it certainly just seems like a lot more of an annoyance mm-hmm. than, uh, than really anything else. So, but um, you know, so again, not worst case, but uh, of course it's not great. We, we never want to lose any ground when it comes to this kind of stuff. Uh, and then the America competes act stuff um, we're still in the process of just making sure that we're still contacting our senators um, and representatives. Uh, you know, there's been a notable amount of noise made. I've seen quite a few people that have either gotten responses from the senators' offices or have been lucky enough to actually have a sit down with a representative mm-hmm. in their state, which is huge. Um, and usually, whenever uh, I see anybody saying that they're going to be sitting down with representative or whatever you know i always make sure to to just reach out to them and say like hey you know tell them we can put them in contact with phil uh you know at at us arc or or, you know we can you know facilitate that if it's something that they're interested in and of course you can reference us arcs uh talking point when you go into the meetings as well if you're ever like i don't i didn't think i was going to get the chance to meet with this person i don't really know everything i i might want to say um you know us arc is still that solid resource for us so Again, um, not uh, not great, not horrible. We're just kind of teetering right now. So we just want to be paying attention uh, to everything that's going on. So again, make sure that you're following USARC, uh, just write USARC.org. 
um and instagram uh, at us arc underscore official bam and facebook us arc the united states association of reptile keepers uh this sunday uh i'm gonna be doing a live stream on my instagram and, and talking a little bit more in depth on uh, at least the north carolina stuff uh i'm gonna try to get a hold of phil uh probably tomorrow and see if there's any other updates that uh that can be discussed as well yeah, I wish I knew someone uh, locally who had like a big tegu. I would love to do like a TikTok live and just talk about it and talk about the rule changes. Because I, I think the tegu ban doesn't go into effect until August. So yeah. if you are in North Carolina and you think that you might want a tegu, a black and white tegu or a blue tegu, you need to buy it before August 1st because after August 1st, it is now illegal. Um, if you have it before August 1st, you can get one and be grandfathered. You have to apply for a grandfather permit, blah, 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 blah. Yep. But after August 1st, illegal, you cannot bring them in the state. Right. Right. Um, yes. Yeah, so, and it's, <clears throat> I, I can never stress this enough, but it is super, super important to really make sure that you're paying attention to reading everything that, uh, that is being talked about when it comes to these regulations and stuff. Cause I can't tell you how many people still misunderstand what is happening with, you know, the competes act uh, and, you know, what we are dealing with here in North Carolina. Uh, you know, I mean, there were some people that were certainly jumping the gun, uh, not waiting for the final draft of the ruling uh, to be posted and, and certainly inciting some emotional responses from people with regards to losing tegus. I almost did. I almost yeah. did. <laughs> I called Jeremy. I was like, dude, I'm going to yep. <laughs> blow this shit on. Like yeah. I'm, I'm going to post something on Facebook and it's going to, yeah, it's going to get some traction. I'm telling you, like, I was like, dude, I need to <laughs> vent about this. And he's like, just wait, just, just wait, wait, just wait, just wait, just wait. And I was like, <laughs> white knuckling it. I was like, dude, I don't think you understand. I am so mad right now. Yeah, I don't even keep tegus. I don't even want to keep tegus, but. Oh, it's it just frustrating. Me off. Yeah, any loss of ground is not is certainly not good. But uh, but yeah. So uh, again, Sunday on my Instagram. I don't know exactly when, but I'll post it on my story when I'm going to do a live and uh, discuss a little bit more about what's what's actually going on and and how we can you know continue to be ahead of everything that's going on and uh, all that stuff. So uh, maybe I can get Phil. Maybe I'll reach out to Phil and see if we can maybe get him on this month um to to just talk about stuff and and see um but we'll figure that out uh but i don't definitely wanted to bring that some of that stuff up seeing as how we haven't really talked too much about it things have been kind of quiet uh overall just as you know we we want to everything's got to sink in kind of deal and and as information was kind of slowly finalizing uh at, you know 24 hours after uh, you know, we didn't want to jump the gun yeah. and stuff, but uh, we're make no mistake. We're still very much involved in uh, in what is going on. So, uh, yeah, it's just the whole process, man. It, just it really takes, is. It just takes time. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there are things going on behind the scenes. Uh, you know, we, we, you know, that, that day when that, when that happened, you were on the phone with Phil, and then I called you. Or no, you, you called me, and I called, I called you. Back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but there, there's lots of conversations going on behind the scenes that we can't. Yes. Uh, you know, we don't want to show your hand 100. percent But uh, we we are trying to do stuff. We are trying to keep people as informed as possible, uh, mm -hmm. making sure that we get the most accurate and up to date information as possible. 
and uh, we, we really appreciate everyone for sharing posts for us arc and yeah. following up with all this stuff and for the federal stuff. It's just going to be a whole thing, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, somebody, somebody just asked in the comments, I'm, I'm looking here so I don't have to awkwardly reach over to my laptop. Um, Adam, if we talk about Tegu Bay, North Carolina versus the Green Iguana Bay in Florida, are they coming from the same similar place or, or different? Um, so if you're talking about similar places as far as the entity, um, they're coming from different places. Uh, but if we're talking about, you know, like why is North Carolina trying to pass something similar as Florida has passed uh, their ban uh, or making iguanas and tegu species prohibited species, uh, and then North Carolina doing something similar, this is one of those instances where we see the states just following suit. Yeah, you know, Florida is a is the hub, is one of the biggest hubs, if not the biggest hub for the entire reptile industry. So when they do something. Other states pay attention. We experienced it up in Maine mm -hmm. where they directly cited paying attention to Florida and that being one of the justifications for doing what they were trying to do. It was cited as part of the justification for the North Carolina ban proposal. Um, you know, the potential invasiveness and it's like apparently climatology doesn't matter, you know, because we're talking about, you know, an invasive population of animals in a, in a portion of the state that you know, rarely ever sees temperatures that get below 50 degrees, um, you know, which which is certainly more along the lines of what tegus would the Argentine black and whites, at least would experience in the wild. Uh, so it's important to realize that, you know, we're not necessarily talking about, uh, you know, committee members or senators or representatives that have done, you know, years and years of research on on these these species they don't have time for that or even seen a tegu you know, in person or even seen a tegu <laughs> in person exactly you know so they they're relying on whatever information is coming to them and and you know in those instances it, it, you're the trusted source if you're able to get you know direct contact with that person whether you're actually coming from a place of actual scientific understanding uh, or not unfortunately so you know, it's one of the reasons why we stress being polite and cordial when you do have these opportunities to speak, because a lot of times these people are coming from a, a, a place of just straight ignorance because they just don't know. It's never been brought up to them in, in any other way other than like we need to, you know, save the environment or whatever, um, you know, which in their uh defense is what they're supposed to be doing they're supposed to be looking out for the natural ecosystem you know and defend everything that's native in that state and make sure that nothing happens to the that native ecosystem but uh when it's something as ridiculous as uh you know a ban on tegus when you know three of these four primary species are so equatorial that you know a brumation period isn't even really anything they experience and for the argentine reds they, they they it's it's so brief that if if one was to go down in brumation it would be awake it would come back awake when we're still frozen mm -hmm. so it wouldn't you know wouldn't really do anything um so anyway uh it's just important to realize that we're not necessarily just fighting laws but we're fighting ignorance you know and and to no fault necessarily of uh the committee member or the uh, elected official but that's why it's so important that when we get these opportunities to speak we're not you know holding up a pitchfork and 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 a torch you know to, to burn something down we're, we're coming forward with actual solid and sound 
information. Yeah, man. It's it's a very delicate line that we walk because we want to make sure that they get accurate information. Uh, but they're, you know, talking about stuff that we care very deeply about. And yeah. to them, it's just another Tuesday. They they don't care all that much. And it's a real shame. <laughs> right. Uh, it's a real shame is what it is. Because, uh, you know, with that swipe of their pen now, you know, all these people who are in love with their Tegu, uh, who really, you know, care deeply about it. You know, that's that's it for them. Yeah. Think about think about people who are getting into the hobby next year and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, my goodness, look at these Tegus. They're amazing. I would love to go. They're illegal. I was just down in uh, in Georgia this past week and, and somebody came in and they, they were super excited. They've been doing all this research on uh, on snakes and they wanted to get their first snake and, and they've done all this research on corn they snakes. Corn snake and they couldn't hunt corn snake and I was like, oh, I feel really bad for you. And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you can't get one of those. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yep, because Georgia regulations state that uh, blah, blah. But you can go catch a rattlesnake, though. Yeah. <laughs> because that one makes sense no but uh you know luckily uh shout out to to cindy and and reigning reptile down in beaufort georgia um she is such an awesome wide variety of of snakes uh you know she's got like texas rat snakes and everglades rat snakes that are you know it's certainly not a corn snake but close enough where it's like hey you know all that time you spent researching is is not for for nothing you know there's just a couple little things you might want to look at that are a little different for the species is um, that we've got but overall you've still done most of the research already and uh you know so luckily that wasn't a, a total loss for that person but mm-hmm. uh but yeah sometimes these rules <laughs> bro when i was in maine and i tried to get permits for tarantulas and all the things that i legally had in massachusetts that i just mm-hmm. wanted to bring to maine and they were like yeah, support, uh, you know, fill out some paperwork, send us some money, and yeah, yeah. And then they denied all of them. I was like, a gecko, really? Yeah. You're gonna deny me a permit for a gecko, yeah. a Southeast Asian gecko that's going to die if it gets cold out? Come on, don't, yep. don't. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. It is pretty nonsensical. I still, I still think to date massachusetts is probably the only state that's ever repealed some repealed laws something maine, yeah, or at least reduced the amount of permits needed yeah maine made more stuff legal in 2012 no 2014 i think mm-hmm. um well maine used to be really wide open and then they got super restrictive and then they opened a little bit more in 2014 yeah um and they made more things legal there, but still, there's only four species of tarantulas that you can own. Uh, there's no species of scorpions you can own. You can't have axolotls. You can't have African clawed nuts. frogs. Like, what? Come on now. It's nuts. It really Come is. Come on now. Yeah. It's yep. ridiculous. Not cool. It's not cool. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but yeah. So anyway, all of that to really just say, please continue to support US Arc. Yep. USARC.org. Find them on Instagram at USARC underscore official on Facebook, United States Association of Reptile Keepers. Um, they will always keep us in the loop of what is going on. Your new alert popped up. And uh, as updates are happening for various things, they always keep us posted. Um, so please go check that out and read, read, people. Take the moment and read. Sharing a post is great, but knowing what you're sharing is even better. Mm-hmm. 
you non-reading people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, man, it's good to have you here, Rob. It's fun, man. I miss <laughs> recording in person. I know, seriously. The first many episodes were all recorded just like this. It's true. It's true, except we weren't on a comfy queen size bed. <laughs> I was sitting on the box. The box. <laughs> And then you upgraded to the bucket with sound foam cushion. Bucket with sound foam. That's where it was at, man. That's where it was at. Oh man, good times. I was in the broken wooden chair. Yep. Oh, or the desk chair, but either way, broken wooden chair. Moving on up. Yeah. And also, the room was just slightly wider than just a little bit. The two of us. Yeah. Just the two of us. (laughs) Have you done any herping yet? No. I'm busy, Rob. Dude, every day that it's warm out, I'm like, I gotta go outside for 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, try, I, gotta... I go outside. I certainly go outside, but no, I haven't. I haven't actually gone out and done any herping. I I need to. Bro. I need to. But uh, I found so many marbled salamanders. I keep it's been seeing amazing. it. I'm living vicariously through your it's Instagram so stories. So freaking cool, man. So, yeah. It's so weird to me because they're they're as common as redback salamanders in New Hampshire. Like New Hampshire, you knock over a log at redback salamanders you lift up a trash can redback salamanders yeah. you fucking anything you look under anything that's moist and you will find, you find a redback it. salamander yeah. like they're everywhere and like down here you flip over logs if it's got a little bit of like pininess like pine mm. needles and stuff around it you find slimy salamanders and if you find it like cleaves and stuff marbled salamanders and they're just everywhere and that's there's so, so awesome. many there's so much variation in the pattern of them. I've just been loving it because marble salamanders are one of my favorite salamanders. And just being like in Massachusetts and New Hampshire, they're endangered. So right. like you just don't see them. I found four of them in my life when I was up there. And now when I go out and go herbivores, one spot I know, <laughs> dude, I'm no joke. There's one spot that we go to and Kristen found the first one there. And now when we go back there, we see like, between 10 and 20 That's marbled so salamanders every time we go out. It's amazing. It's making up for all the years of not finding for them. <laughs> real, and, and it doesn't get less exciting. We're always like, marble salamander! We Hell get all yeah. pumped up. I need, to, I need to come out to your side of the state. Yeah. Uh, and and do, do some roping and, and just exploring. No tiger salamanders yet. I gotta go a little, I think I gotta go a little further east for me to be able to find them because I'm like in Durham area which is kind of in the center of the state. And it's like all uh, I was looking at distribution maps on like all these different things. And I'm like, Oh cool. Look at the distribution. It like, dipped right around right where, where I'm at. at. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> That's cool. Like I can find copperheads. I can find, you know, you know, what's really common around us is DK snakes. Are super mm. common. The worm snakes are pretty common. The rougher snakes, I, I guess are fairly common. I've seen dead ones. I haven't seen any live ones yet. Um, ring neck snakes are around. I've heard black rat snakes are pretty common throughout there, which people are probably going to be like, they're the, they're not black rat snakes anymore. They're this rat snake. Eastern rat snake whatever. or whatever. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the, uh, there's apparently racers, garter snakes, ribbon snakes. I found a garter snake. Yeah. Um, we do have to go down to the sand hills. Yes. That's yes. That needs to happen. Yes. We, figure it out. we actually do need to figure that out. I should. Uh, I it's should come start up here a, rapidly. Yeah, I should start a group text so we can. Yes, we can all figure that out. Yeah, April is approaching rapidly. Yes, 
and uh, in May. I think that's I've I've heard that's good time of year to go to Sand Hill area. So before it gets oppressively hot. I mean, I'm not complaining. I'm just, I will just, be loving it. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm already loving it. I mean, yeah. the fact that the fact that winter is practically over, over oh, it's over. You know, it's yeah. been it's been it's been nice. It's gorgeous. This is this has been one of the easiest winters I've ever dealt with. Yeah, for real. <laughs> People are like, do you miss Massachusetts? I'm like, what the the Arctic tundra? Yeah, yeah. The place where you it's go outside, still thirty and degrees the, right the now. Air hurts your face. <laughs> the place that just got blasted with snow right now. No. Yeah, yeah, no. exactly. I miss my friends there. I miss yeah at all yeah exactly oh it hurts i just think about winter time and i'm like no yeah never (laughs) uh luther said he got eight inches of snow on saturday yeah nah nah bro you know what i did on saturday i went herping (laughs) (laughs) i found shit damn i went out and found salamanders I'm here. For Although it. I haven't seen turtles in a while. Yeah. I saw turtles and I got cold and then no turtles for a while. Yeah. We get um, the five line skinks or whatever mm. are here pretty often. Um, <laughs> so usually. <laughs> Sorry, Luther. Sorry, Luther. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we get we, we usually I think the last one time I was down here just visiting uh, and I think we saw like half a dozen. Just right around the house. So that's that is cool. I, I do yeah. like that. Coming from a place where there are no lizards. Yeah. Seeing lizards everywhere. Well. You're like, oh my God, it's Dude, so cool. It's so crazy. If you on a warm day, like any of the warm days, go to people's gutters. Like there's a gutter that goes from the storm storm storm. Storm. Yeah, the, that thing. Look between that and the house, you will see an anomaly. I can almost guarantee <laughs> it. I've walked from enough houses now. Where if you like look, especially down low, closer to the ground, like in that first like two to three feet of the ground, yeah, they're always there. They're just chilling. They're like, "What you doing?" I'm yeah, like, "What are you doing?" Stop looking at you're, me. You're a lizard hanging out right now. This is amazing. So speaking of anoles, and then we'll then we'll wrap up this episode. Did you see Brian Barchek's video today? Bro, I didn't Every, watch the video, but I saw the thumbnail and that Saint Pierre's place. Yeah, Dude, those those anoles. You gotta are, you I've gotta been watch that. those for the last couple of years. Yeah, you got you definitely got to watch that because i was like i saw that he was there and i was like i need to watch this episode i need to watch this episode and yeah, i see those anoles yeah dude those the turquoise and yellow dude, yeah, and was that anolis or uh, equestrian portier or yeah. whatever or whatever yeah holy crap yeah dude insane and those he's got like seven different species of anoles that he's yeah. working with yeah. and like all the different morphs and and just I holy crap the morphs, man just that just that that just one. the equestrian species yeah, yeah are, are phenomenal yeah they can make those on scale they're, and they're big they're just they like are big they are big like it was like the body of that anole was like in his hand like and i was like it's, it's like <laughs> Sorry, exactly. chinese water dragon it's still it's a freaking it's not your typical anole i'll tell you that much um uh, but so i strongly recommend if you have not uh, if you like Anoles and you have not watched Brian Barchek's most recent video, you got to check it out. You should check that out because there's some really cool Anoles. Or check Ron out Ron St. Pierre's. Uh, yeah, or just go right to the pictures. source. Yeah. He's got some great pictures of those freaking Anoles, man. I'm... They uh, they showed off one of Ron's uh, adult Spencer's monitors. Oh, Spencer's so cool. cool. Yeah. He's trying to breed those this year. Huh. That'd, be, that'd be pretty, pretty sweet. 
pretty I'm, sweet. I'm still reserving my, if I get a monitor, like a bigger monitor, it needs to be a Bell's Lace. Fair enough. I love them. I just, since I was a kid, I've been in love with those things. They're so freaking cool. That's true. They're just beautiful. Yeah. All right, Rob. So it's the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. So, sir, what in the realm of reptiles has you excited about reptiles? Right now, it's herping, dude. I've yes. got it on my mind. I'm like, literally, every warm day, I'm me and Kristen are texting, and we're like, hey, do you want to let's meet up at this trail and we're going to go look for salamanders and awesome. we're going to go look for snakes? And I was like, I just can't wait until the first time that she gets to find like a big rat snake or just like a corn snake or something. Cause we found like a ringneck snake, a worm snake and a red bellied snake, which are all like little snakes and they're cool, but nothing big. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, I wonder what her reaction is going to be. When, Cause like she gets excited about seeing the marble salamander stuff. And I'm like, dude, I get so hyped when I find a big snake. So like, oh, yeah, <laughs> she's gonna, it's like, Pokemon, but better. Like, it's just like <laughs> it's right there. Just walk up on it. There's big snake out there. Yes. So I'm I'm pumped to to be able to do some more herping. And as it's starting to warm up, we have a couple days that have been like 70 in a row, and yes. you can start seeing the snakes start to come out, lizards start to come out, and I'm I'm here for it. I'm just like I don't know how I'm gonna get work done because I'm gonna <laughs> just want to just herp all the time. Yeah, dude, I'm 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 excited for that. So that that's my. uh that is what I'm ex- got me excited about reptiles right now is, is herping. And I guess this season's got me kind of excited too. Not, I, I don't want to downplay it because I love hatching out snakes, but right. like as far as like keeping and herping goes, I love both of them almost equally. So I love getting out there and finding stuff and I love keeping things too. So I'm super excited about the babies this year. It's just not as many Borneo. So I'm like, okay. yeah, so it's, it'll, eh. it'll be interesting. It'll yeah. be cool. It'll be cool. Um, I know when the babies are hatching, I'm going to be like, you were an idiot back then. Look at yeah. all these amazing Look at all things. these cool things. Yeah. And I'm just, yeah. But I, I'm in the, I don't want to get myself too hyped because I still have to wait two months for these eggs to hatch out. Fair enough. You don't want to be super hyped when the eggs get laid. Then you just look at the incubator and you're like, you haunt it. Hatch like me hatch, like it's been there 24 <laughs> minutes i know but they should hatch <laughs> yeah what about you what's got you pumped for reptiles right now honestly uh i'm excited for this season just because i have some animals that are breeding that uh either i haven't bred before like the borneos or haven't bred in a long time like the amazons i think the last time i bred amazons i was like 16 or something like mm-hmm. that like it's been it's been many years so uh that's got me pretty geeked out and uh i'm excited for trips mm, just like to, yeah like just to just to, like talking about daytona and things <sighs> just like ah oh, i'm like i'm ready to, to get there i still feel like even though the expos have been coming back and obviously we we're at daytona last year and stuff yeah. like that it still is not totally felt normal yeah you know so now that we're going into year two for it, you know, really kind of being back in a full swing, it it, it should be just even better. Yeah. You know, so I I'm, I'm wait, geeked man. about that. Yeah. Uh, just talking about, you know, now that I'm just working the one job, mm-hmm. being able to like schedule off like vacation time. What is that? I don't know what that is. Like, I'm yeah. so pumped. And so that's why like this year I was like Daytona, Tinley, 
Arizona. Those things need to happen. And then if I take another one, whatever, I don't really care. Right, right, right. But those three <laughs> need to happen. Yeah, like I've three. been putting it off too long and I need to prioritize enjoying life a little bit. Yes, absolutely. That that has been a, a goal of mine this year has been to make a little bit more time for myself, be it either like doing something I want to do, like going somewhere I want to go, or just like maybe unplugging a little bit yep. and just uh enjoying a little bit of life. So I'm here for that. I'm here for that. Normalize taking a vacation once in a while. Yeah, that needs to be on everybody's <laughs> docket. If you if you aren't doing it, you need to do it. Yeah, seriously. Me. And if you are going to be going to Daytona or Tilly or something like that, find us. Yeah, find us. Say hi. I might still have wristbands uh, at that point. I don't know. We'll see. Um, uh, you know, just come say hi. That's yeah, that's still, cool. I want to talk reptile people. So if yes. you want to talk reptiles, let's talk reptiles. Let's Absolutely. do it. All right, so Jeremy, if you want to find out more about what you're doing, where are they going to go? Everywhere. They're going everywhere. <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, uh, at Brassman Reptiles, Twitter at Brassman Rep. Uh, Morph Market. Just posted a bunch of new stuff on Morph Market for anybody that might be looking for cool snakes. Uh, you can just look up Brassman Reptiles. Uh, TikTok at Brassman Reptiles. I'm trying to think what else I'm a slave to. And YouTube. The right YouTube. here. Where we're streaming. And Facebook, and Facebook too, but 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 mostly YouTube. <laughs> I'm pulling at Donnie. Most mostly YouTube. YouTube yeah, mostly matters. Just YouTube. YouTube is only Money. the one thing that matters, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, I am excited because the next video that I'm going to be posting. So I did a whole video on the black box cages. Hell yeah! Uh, the next video I'm going to be posting has been probably not the most anticipated video from people who've been wanting me to post stuff, but one of those kind of more anticipated videos is uh nerd genes explained hey. so, uh, we're going to talk about uh, some odium stuff uh some bald stuff uh probably a little bit of fader and lucifer and just kind of discussing those and and what all that stuff means um and how to identify it because a lot of those people just don't uh luther <laughs> they just people just don't luther that's it <laughs> <laughs> uh <clears throat> but yeah a lot of people have consistently been asking questions about that and uh you know i mean like the odium ball python project has certainly been one that's been shrouded in many mysteries so i have a fair number of them here so while i have those examples i want to be able to utilize them and and teach people about it so uh yeah so check out youtube subscribe to the youtube channel hell yeah subscribe guys oh boy yeah lion. yeah <laughs> What? <laughs> so, so Rob, where can your people also find more about you? Don't go to Facebook, guys. You'll you'll be in limbo for a long time. Yeah, you don't want to do that. <laughs> um, you can follow me on Instagram at Rob is creeping it real. Follow me on TikTok at Rob is creeping it real. Um, I don't hardly ever use Twitter, uh, but my Twitter is Rob is creeping. Don't add me on Facebook. Uh, I do have a YouTube channel. I think Rob is creeping it real. <laughs> I, I did. I'm trying to find a way to like make my YouTube interesting because I don't want to just, just strap be a, a GoPro to your chest and go field herping. Yeah, that'd be fun. But <laughs> no, I want to do um do spotlight videos on some of the like weird um like reptile stuff, like the 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 temperature stuff because I've been oh yes my, the microclimate stuff. yeah microclimate yes. stuff and and yes. temp gunning you know those are quite, I like when you post those videos I, I like it. I think it's interesting and I don't see people doing it so it just, yeah it's something that could be 
out of the box for people to think about because you know there's lots of people who do herping channels there's lots of people who do pet tube channels and i like to just like think about things a little bit differently and so heck yeah something different and it might not be interesting to everyone but i don't really care it's never been about the uh follower countering that shit i've honestly been thinking about like restarting my instagram because i'm like i'm almost at ten thousand followers but i'm like it it doesn't like matter to me that much so i was like i wonder if i should just start it over and just i don't know yeah i don't know what would you what would you rename your instagram i would just do rob screaming real and then just oh swap you're gonna like no, totally rebrand. Re-brand. No, I don't want to rebrand. I like Rob is creeping it real. Yeah, okay, all right. I really like that. I'm like all the work. <laughs> no, yeah, I know for real. All the branding work on that, and then just throw it in the trash. It's no. like ah, I hit 10k, and I decided wanted a fresh start. Yeah. Every everyone in the world is like, what? <laughs> I do like the creeping it real brand. I think it's very me. So I Fair I enough. I'll stick with that. I like Fair it. enough. I thought it was gonna be like Rob is feeding it real. But... No. <laughs> oh man uh all right heck yeah guys this has been fun this has been good hell yeah uh, like i said earlier uh we should have good audio quality coming up here shortly i'll be picking up a mic and doing things and blah 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 blah. doing things with the mic all right guys that wraps this up we'll see you at the next one yeah take care 